Allison. I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Rachel. And welcome back to The Variants, guys. Welcome back. Howdy-ho. So this week, we're going to be talking about feminism. Boobies. <laughs> they told me I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> but only after I said feminism. Only after I said feminism, <laughs> yeah. So this week, we watched the documentary on Netflix called She's Beautiful When She's Angry, which came out in 2014, and I think does a really great job of kind of talking about the women's liberation movement and its impact on women in the 1960s and 1970s, and then kind of taking it close to the present um, and talking about its relevancy even now. Um, and I think that given the current political, social, and economic climate, uh, I think this this documentary and women's liberation in general remains um, just as pertinent to yeah. conversations about human rights now as it did, you know, almost 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's, wah, just, wah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real bummer. <laughs> yes. But a necessary conversation to have. Yes. So my thought was maybe we could start by talking about she's beautiful when she's angry and then maybe just go into our own experience with feminism and how being a feminist has affected our lives. So what do you guys think? Yeah, sure. Let's do this thing. Go for All it. All right. Yeah. So – First of all, She's Beautiful When She's Angry is a film about activism and activists, which I think is a really important distinction um, from other films um, about women's liberation. I think a lot of documentaries, they just tend to focus on the historical facts and they make it relevant um, for for women watching now. But this film, I think the primary goal was to, to demonstrate the links between yeah. then and now if that makes sense. Um, and it was made to inspire women and men to work for feminism and human rights because feminism and human rights are... The same thing. The same thing. <laughs> <Exactly>. Bitches. <laughs> Women's rights are human rights. Exactly. What? Thank you, no. Hillary. <laughs> no, I thought because I had boobs. I didn't... They don't matter. Well, according to some men, that would be well, accurate. Or your boobs guys. are the only reason why you matter. <laughs> How lovely Sexism to be a woman. Sexism is just as prominent in these day and age, in this day and age, as my nipples, which, if you know me, yeah, perky nipples. they're just right there. <laughs> you go, girl. Free Thank those. You. Thank you. Free the nipples. I had to shave my headlights. <laughs> I love it. Anyway. So, uh, first things first, I wanted to highlight some of the incredible women who were involved in the making of She's Beautiful When She's Angry. So... The director and producer was Mary Dorr, and she's an award-winning documentary producer from Maine um, who tends to bring an activist perspective to her films, and she's been involved in a lot of a lot of filmmaking, a lot of documentary filmmaking specifically. Um, Nancy Kennedy, she was the editor and producer. She's edited uh, several award-winning films, including Why We Fight, For the Bible Tells Me So, and Thank You and Good Night, which was a pretty... <laughs> a pretty popular and and I think award winning documentary. I haven't I haven't watched any of them. I'm sorry. Oh no. Well, that means you need to add them to your to watch list. Yes. <laughs> um. There's Kate Taverna, who is an editor, and she's an artist, musician, documentary filmmaker. Um. Pamela Bowl, who is an executive producer, and she's an artist, filmmaker, writer, and activist, who also is the co-executive producer of Born Into Brothels, which is one of my favorite documentaries. So if you guys aren't familiar with it, you should totally check it out. Um, 
Elizabeth Driehaus uh, was a producer of Queen of the Gypsies, Abigail Disney, um, filmmaker and philanthropist with a longtime passion for women's issues and peace building. Uh, Geraldine Dreyfus, she was the founder of the Utah Film Center, co-founder of the Partners Film Fund, which seeks to entertain audiences, enrich lives, and ignite social change, and the co-founder of Game Changer Films, which is the first for-profit film fund dedicated to exclusively financing narrative features directed by women. Cool beans. So you go, Geraldine Dreyfus. Um, and then finally, there was uh, Gina Redeker, who was also a co-producer, and she um, also worked on films like Asylum, Ladies First, Pray the Devil Back to Hell. Um, she's an award win- award-winning filmmaker as well. So this is an incredible group of women, basically. <laughs> Long and short of it. <laughs> you said award-winning a lot. I so, know, right? <laughs> so these are women who are incredibly passionate about women's history and women's story and women's struggle uh, for for human rights and basic human dignities. And I think they do a really great job, and she's beautiful when she's angry, of, of illustrating the struggle that women went through in the 1960s and 1970s to get their voices heard. So I wanted to kind of get your guys' feedback a little bit about the film and what you thought of it. Well, Ashlyn, you go first, because I know you watched it, right? (laughs) I thought it was very beautiful. (laughs) I'm bad at doing my homework, guys. (laughs) She's real bad at it. Fuck all (laughs) y'all. I don't got to watch a film to be a feminist. You really don't. You don't. Uh, Actually, I'm just lazy. (laughs) Too busy watching Scream. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Too busy watching Scream. It's an MTV series. Check it out on Netflix tonight. (laughs) I should just be like the commercial person. I'm always plugging for things. You know? I love it though. Well, Poldark's back on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, even though you haven't watched the film, I mean, let's talk a little bit about your exposure to women's liberation. Like, when did you first start learning about it? It's probably sad to say, but I don't think I actually started learning about it until late in high school and into college. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I didn't even really think about. Um, women's liberation or feminism until I got older because we're, we, you don't, it's not a topic that gets touched on in school. And I didn't grow up in a household where my gender really, you know, like held a ton of weight in what I was allowed to do and not allowed to do and all that kind of stuff. Like my gender didn't determine who I was. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think I more actively started to learn about it as I got older. And I was like, hell yeah, feminism, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my uneloquent that contribution beautiful. there. That was Good job. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Is there like um, a particular part of women's liberation that you remember learning about in high school or college that really like, stuck out to you? You're asking me the hard questions. I um, am. I'm going to ask Allison the same, so don't feel bad. <laughs> I, I mean, I think the thing that – I heard the most about was like first wave feminism okay. and a lot of stuff going there. I mean, the typical stuff like you hear and I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know if, if I learned so much in like a, like academic sort of way, like through documentaries and things. I think I just like, no shade on y'all, but <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me. Yeah, <laughs> no tea, um, no shade. 
No tea, no shade. Um, Allison's sipping her tea right now. I am. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't think I learned so much through like an academic setting as I did, and, and maybe not even like historically as I did through fiction. Honestly, for me, yeah, I think that held a lot of weight in, and like my interest in female strength and growth and liberation. I love that, and I think we should definitely. Like, circle back to that. I mean, I grew up with Hermione Granger, y'all. I was like, what the Same. fuck? A woman can do anything. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I don't exactly. understand what the issue is here. Yeah. But what about you, Allison? Like, what did you think of the film? Or what was your first kind of understanding? I thought understanding? the film was very interesting. And honestly, the thing that I walked away with most from it is that group called Witches. <laughs> there are witches the- in this? <laughs> Women's International Conspiracy from Hell. Yes. <laughs> I I saw that and was like, I'm that would be that. the group I'm in. <laughs> yeah. And I just I just enjoyed the fact that they would like put hexes, like fake hexes on people walking by. It was just really That's just perfect. It was That's all kinds of yeah, fun. Yeah, it just sounded like a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I love that the documentary really looked at all of the different facets of the yeah. women's liberation Yeah, movement. I had never heard of the witches before. Mm-hmm. Like, the other ones that I can't name, that I have heard before, but I can't name. Um, well, like now, like yeah. the National Organization of Women. Yeah, most yeah, yeah. people associate that with the women's liberation movement. But that was really only one small component yeah. of the, the movement as a whole and represented only... Uh, like a, a fraction of... A fraction yeah, of the yeah. voices. Yeah, exactly. And so... I guess because they were more like, we're serious about things. And then yeah. you have the witches who were like, well, you. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going out one. You know, that's interesting, though. Maybe we can touch on that later about how, like, there's a lot right now going on in feminism that has to do with, like, witches and paganism and, like, things like Wicca being liberating for women. Well, let's mm-hmm. actually go into that now because I think it's important to talk about the different – the different components and the different groups that make up a women's liberation yeah. movement. Because in the 1960s and 1970s, it, it wasn't just white middle-class women who were, yeah. were fighting for this. I mean, that was a, a large component. And that's I mean, that a component like that's like the, talked about. The, the base most. of it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because they were more, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Palatable. Like palatable. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. You're welcome. For mainstream <laughs> For the mainstream, like mainstream feminism was white, middle class. These were women Mm -hmm. who had gone to college and felt um, unfulfilled and dissatisfied with their lives. And it was the Betty Friedans and Gloria Steinem's of the world. Um, But it was so much more than that. And there were so many different um, classes and races of women mm -hmm. who were mobilizing and and acting as activists in order to – promote their own needs mm-hmm. and so i think it's important to talk about that and i i'm so curious to hear what you have to say about like the wiccas <laughs> oh now, yeah yeah well i am very interested in wicca and have considered uh, taking uh, learning more about it and maybe getting involved in it because it's it's all about like i'm not an expert on the subject but um i have seen other Wiccans um, and I've seen like documentary type things specifically about like witches or Wiccans or um, like practicing pagans but most of the people that I've seen speak are women and even though men can obviously be a part of like Wicca and 
paganism and any other type of thing that's going on there. They're like nature-based religions. And so there's no sort of like, there isn't this large male figure being Mm -hmm, presented mm -hmm. as, you know, at the top of the, Whatever. I can't speak and say real words no, today. It's okay. No, I, I love it. I got you. Because I understand because your hand motions. We'll see if the hand motions are a pyramid. Um, <laughs> a pyramid. But, um, you like top tier. Yeah. So I don't feel like gender is such a huge deal in those sorts of, of religions. Yeah. But it does seem to be dominated by women because there isn't any kind of like – they don't have like preconceived notions of women, you know, it's all mm-hmm. about like loving and accepting yourself. I mean, they have a holiday, like Wiccans have a holiday that is completely devoted to embracing your sexuality and like having lots of sex on that day. <laughs> if you want, you know, that's like, it's, it's a very freeing thing mm-hmm. I think for a lot of women. And like, I'm drawn to it because there is such this like, positive Mm -hmm. sort of thing circulating there and there's a lot of women supporting women you have like you know covens which are like all women most of the time even though there are some men and stuff but it it presents itself as like a community of women supporting women Mm -hmm. you know both in practicing wicca and then just outside of their religion you know so I'm drawn to it for that and also because I love nature and stuff. <laughs> well, so, you know, like it reminds me a lot of the narratives that happen um kind of pre gosh, definitely pre-industrial revolution, but even even earlier than that where you know, we were initially a matriarchal society. Mm-hmm. Women yeah. were worshiped because we were able to produce children and we were the ones who were in charge of society because Mm -hmm. we could produce children we invented the calendar you guys exactly why else would you need to know when 28 things are happening exactly (laughs) and it wasn't until much later that um men felt the need to exert some type of power or Mm -hmm. control over women and as Gloria Steinem so eloquently put it like the best way to control a society is by controlling women's bodies and um, there's this book that I read a couple of years ago called uh, The Woman Who Cooked the Last Supper which looks at the history of women and 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 this matriarchal kind of society which is what the way that you described kind of the the Wiccan movement today it's it's reminiscent I think of that um she talks a little bit about it in a historical, a literary, and an anthropological sense, the author does. And I, I think it's interesting that we're starting to get back to those roots, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like starting to kind of worship the goddess yeah. Yeah. away again. Yeah, um, yeah. And I definitely get that feel from a lot of nature-based religions at the minute, like yeah. Wigga. There is a certain appreciation for like womanhood. And the female body and stuff like that. Yeah. From what I've seen. Like, I <laughs> I'm not an expert. If you're a Wiccan, comment. Yeah, please let us know. Things. Send us links. School me, please. Yes. We're very interested. And I think, I think it's important to note, like, the women in the 1960s and 1970s, what they were doing, I mean, it allows us to have these conversations today in a more open forum about feminism and women and nature and goddesses and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. Um, and just in terms of their consciousness raising, which was a, a huge component of the second wave 
in mm-hmm. quotation marks, <laughs> of feminism, um, and which is something I think that is still practiced in large part today and what I think in some ways our podcast is. Yeah. Oh. Dropping some deepness. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> but like the, the idea of like a community of women who are having a conversation yeah. about their experiences. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what consciousness raising is. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of the women's liberation movement got started was just women sitting down and talking. talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this is how I feel and this is what I want and being validated. Yeah. Like sharing another woman. Their, their voices and actually being heard by exactly. someone, other women. And, yeah. 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 And it's so important, you know, that that, that be able to happen. Um, and, of course, we have to kind of call back to our first wave yeah. feminists. Yeah. Our suffragists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Who went all out in order to get us the vote. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, I think I think the second, second wave feminism often gets um, a bad rap. Yeah, like yeah, it gets it like put into yeah. this little corner of just a bunch of ladies burning their bras. Yep. Yes, exactly. When that's the reality not is really not that, you know? Yeah. And there are a couple of authors that I would recommend checking out who are featured and She's Beautiful When She's Angry, which got me super duper excited. Um, one is Ruth Rosen, who wrote The World Split Open. And the other is Alice Eccles, who wrote um, Daring to be Bad, which is about <laughs> the leftist yeah. <laughs> feminists who were, who were the bra burners. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's important, I think, to, to note that it was a multifaceted movement, just as all movements are, mm-hmm. you know? I liked in the film, I forget who was talking and actually how she said things, but because <laughs> I watched Do it what? a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all good, girl. But basically, she was like, she was not a leftist, but she was mm-hmm. just like, she was seeing she was other women do these wild, crazy things. She's like, well, that's good for them, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I'm not doing that. Like, I, yeah. I like, I just like that, like, acceptance, like, okay, like, you do you, you. do you, that's I'll do part me. Of, that's yeah. part of what feminism is all about. Exactly. Like, you yeah. do exactly. you, however you want to. But as I also think that's, the, that's kind of. That's a very liberal way of thinking because so many people, even in the most, you know, leftist, I don't know why I keep saying that, but movement is like, you have to do this this way. And that's the only way you can be this thing. And it's like, no, you you can do that and be that. And I can do my thing and also be that. Yeah. And there's definitely always going to be like a faction of women who identify as feminists who feel that way. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you can't be a feminist and have children and be at home, and it's like, but that's, but that's, that's a choice. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole point is that you're given the choice to do what you want to do as yeah. a woman. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because, and the documentary I think does a really good job with this. That talking about the lavender scare, so talking about how a lot of feminists were initially perceived as being just lesbians. Yeah. yeah. And there was this backlash against these women who identified as lesbian because they thought like the the feminists who weren't lesbians thought that the lesbians were giving them a bad name. Mm-hmm. And like there was this whole controversy surrounding that because they were like, well, you can't be a feminist unless you're like this. Yeah. And yeah. It, it just continues, I think, to happen. Yeah. Um, whereas feminism, like you said, it's it's about choice and about support and um yeah the women's liberation movement in the 1960s and 1970s it definitely wasn't perfect yeah and and there were a lot of issues especially in dealing with um 
women who had identified as lesbian or bisexual and um, transgender and then also women of color. I mean, there was a lot of lot of tension and a lot of um, backlash and infighting. And um, I think it's something that we're still learning yeah. from. It's I mean, it's still you'll you still see that shit mm-hmm. in the movement today. You still yeah. see, you know, the homophobic uh, feminists, which is always an interesting it feels so or, counterintuitive. Yeah, it, it does. yeah, and or also like, like the or like quote unquote, like white feminists, white feminists who, who think, think they're, they're yeah, like their experiences are universal when it's yeah, not. When it's that's not true. Mm-hmm. Well, just there's something called intersectionality. Exactly. Say it again. Intersectionality, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and like that goes back so far in history. Yeah. Like it goes back to Sojourner Truth, who had that incredible speech, the "Ain't I a Woman" speech, yeah. mm-hmm. where like I am black and I am a woman. Yeah. Well, it just defeats the entire like philosophy behind feminism to be like, like it's all about no, 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 no. Like yeah. y- you're a woman, but you know, but, you <laughs> calm know. down. Yeah. I'm a woman. And it's I'm like, in, yeah. you it's like no I mean? one wants the face of the movement to be like an angry black woman. It's like, but why not? Exactly. <laughs> like, what, what's well, wrong with that? Yeah, exactly. Like, we're angry. Who cares? Well, my thing is, is, like, it just completely defeats it to be like, we're supporting, like, we're women supporting women. We want, you know, to have all these rights. But then to other groups be like. But not you. But not for you yeah. necessarily. Not just completely. Yeah. Or let's not talk about your experiences. Let's keep it here to. Mm-hmm. You know, these kinds of experiences. Intersectionality Which is so is more important. Yeah. I well, it's one of those things where I, I only want to talk. It. I know. <laughs> it's like, I only want to talk about the experiences that are relevant to me. Right. Like, I don't want to broaden my horizons. Which and that defeats bullshit. the purpose. It, it defeats yeah. the purpose. For sure. To learn, you have to listen to other people's experiences, not just your own, you know? Like, you share yours, and then you shut the fuck up, and you listen to other people's experiences so that you have more knowledge so that you can do better things. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Can you tell that I'm cranky about it? I love it. it. It's my favorite thing you've ever said ever. But no, I think it's – I think that's such an important distinction, and I think it's something that we're still struggling with today. You know, this isn't feminism. Isn't just a women's issue. No, it's, no, it's not. not. That's a huge thing too. The drives yeah. me crazy. It's like literally, the patriarchy ruins men's lives just as much as it ruins. Oh women. hell yeah! I mean, not just as much, but it. But it, it does. does. It affects it. It, yeah. it affects men. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, and I don't think a lot of men who are against the movement, well, I know the men who are against the movement don't understand that. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. like, "What are you talking about?" Like, I didn't know. I'm a, I'm a dude. I'm a dude. But, like, that was one of my favorite parts of Emma Watson's speech at the UN was when she talked about not just how her female friends were suffering as they got older and gender roles were forced on them, but how her male friends suffered with, you know, issues with mental health because, you know, they weren't allowed to express because that's any not kind what of men do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And just, like, how that spirals into bigger problems for men as well. So, I mean, I loved that part of her speech because it's like, guys... It's for like, everyone. It's for everyone. Just because yeah. it has femme in the beginning does not mean that it doesn't apply to much more than that. Exactly. Well, I can remember I I was lecturing at a class um, a couple, probably like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. And it was a it was a women's history class. And I asked the students, like, okay, what does it mean to be a feminist? And they gave me 
all kinds of runaround <laughs> answers. Yeah. And finally, I was like, no. If you're a feminist, you believe in the political, social, and economic equality of the sexes. That's it. Yeah. All it means is that you just think that men and women should be afforded the same opportunities and treated the same way, regardless of what genitalia they possess. Exactly. And also regardless of race. Of race. Class. class, Everything. Sexual orientation. Whatever you look like, whatever you are. Yeah. Well, and that's like another huge issue for me that I see is like with transgender women Mm -hmm. being excluded from the movement. And I'm like... They're women. They're women. women. They're women. Yeah. You literally... Everybody got to try and find a way to exclude everybody. (laughs) And that's not what feminism is about. Yeah. No. And I think a lot of it goes back to, well, it doesn't reflect my experience. So I can't relate to this. So bullshitty. Yeah. I mean, even if you've lived... Even if you're really lucky and you lived a great life and you haven't, I mean, Rachel and I, we've, you know, not lived in a household or in an environment that has thought less of us because of our gender. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was always a tomboy growing up. I had like the typical standard 90s bull haircut <laughs> for a long time. The Dorothy Hamill. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but also like the Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> Um, most God, people that's will be like, so true. Your son, your son is so cute, and I'm like, bitch, I got boobs. But anyway, I didn't at that time. <laughs> no, and you. But to be hindsight. honest, you love Simba, so it makes sense. I love Simba, so it was totally fine. Yeah, but I never even like thought about it being weird that I mm-hmm. wore like basketball shorts and you know like t-shirts because my parents didn't say anything to me, and mm-hmm. you know my grandpa didn't say anything to me, and so it was like, well, it's. I didn't have like a super difficult experience growing up coming to terms with my gender, but that doesn't mean that I'm like, Oh, it doesn't exist. Yeah. It doesn't mean someone else. Yeah. Like, and I hear that a lot from women around me sometimes, particularly, you know, like a lot of conservative women and older women. It's like, well, I mean, I, you know, I did fine. I dealt with all this. I'm totally fine. So, like, suck it up, buttercup, and do your thing. And it's like, well, you don't live in that person's environment. Mm-hmm. You didn't grow up with that person's family. Yeah. You haven't experienced the things they've experienced. That's why it's called personal experience. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, again, it goes back to just, like, listening and recognizing that you're not the only person on the planet. Being that- empathetic. Yeah. 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 It's that solipsism. Empathy. Like people yes. people think that the world revolve around them and yeah. I think that in society now it's difficult sometimes to get out of that bubble. Yeah. Um and it's frustrating for sure when you're talking at, I find myself and I feel really old saying this. <laughs> That's cuz you're really old. Thank you. <laughs> Miss 2 years Not away from 30. Not as old as Allison. <laughs> Not 2 years away from 30, y'all. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but (laughs) yeah well we're gonna go to italy (laughs) well good for you go to italy and get your wrinkles in that tuscan sun ageism sorry you put that back in your mouth (laughs) put that ageism back in your mouth (laughs) (laughs) i can make crusty old dick jokes but i don't (laughs) gross ew ew all right, Rachel, continue. Disgusting. Please, we got to move away from that. <laughs> I 
can't remember what my thought was now because Ashlyn has totally. You said you were you were like I feel really old saying this. I feel really old. Saying Thank this. you. Um, so- <laughs> like how that just reminded me. <laughs> exactly. Of course. There we go. There Thank we you. Go. Thank you. It's because I feel old. Um, no, I feel really old saying this, and that there were a lot of, of girls younger than I was like, and and I think you probably experienced this too, Allison, when we were in college, like girls who were younger than us, not necessarily recognizing or being willing to recognize, I guess, the role of feminism in their lives. There was like this backlash, like not wanting to call themselves feminists. Yeah, they feminists. didn't want to call oh, themselves dude. feminists. Dude, my dudes, four years younger than you. I see that in my own yeah. generation and it's mm-hmm. disturbing to me. I mean, there are like whole Tumblr pages that are just dedicated to girls taking selfies that say like, I'm not a feminist because I love my cousin and he's a man. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a feminist because I love men. It's like mm, those those two things those have two nothing, things to, have do nothing to do with each other. Sorry, Buster. Actually, look up the word or like the, you know, oh, sorry, Rachel's dying. Rachel's dying. I love my cousin. I'm not saying in what way she loves her male cousin. <laughs> I mean, just we're saying. from Kentucky, so. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, but like literally, they're just like one sort of like, I, I like men and so I can't be a feminist or like, it's just the dumbest reasons. Yeah. And they do like, hashtag. Like anti feminism. And I'm like, bitch. Hashtag men's rights. Yeah, but I'm also like, it's not a thing. Bitch, the only reason you're able to get on a fucking Tumblr site, take mm-hmm. a selfie of yourself, and mm-hmm. put your opinion out there in the world without, you know, like a ton of ridicule and stuff like that is because of the women who fought for your rights. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you're literally, you're using the rights that they gave you and you're literally like shitting on them. Yeah. I'm an angry feminist. <laughs> I'm an angry feminist, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I seem super chill right now, but that's just because I've had two cups of bourbon. So. <laughs> she's like, she's got fire in her eyes, though. <laughs> like in my soul, I'm like, oh, I'm so angry. But my tongue's just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Well, the thing is, like, my feminist rage is always at a smolder. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And then I just hit boiling point, like, at work when this guy... This is this is unrelated. No, but tell this is the share kind of stuff that you know you experience. So at the library, I get all the time men say weird things. Mm-hmm. Like, I had this guy one time. I went to go sh- to like show him where an item was. I work in a library. If you guys didn't know, um, I went to go show him where an item was, and he was like, "I bet you're used to men following you around." Ooh. And I literally turned around. And I was like, "No, not really, unless you count my dad or my brother." And he was like, "Oh, honey, I wasn't thinking that way." And I was like. Fuck you, find your own DVD. <laughs> and then I was like, all right. And then I left. And like, the thing is, I'm at my job. Like, I'm working. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to put up with that shit. And I can't even like say anything. But the worst thing that happened to me was that's happened recently was, um, I think on like Tuesday, there was this guy who comes in all the time. He's never said anything weird to me. I always liked the dude. I thought he was, you know, like, I don't want to hang out with him. But you don't hate him. I don't hate him. Yeah. yeah. He's always been polite to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I noticed like a couple of weeks ago when he left, he was like, thanks, babe. And I was like, I'm going to let you slide. Yeah. I'm going to pretend that you just did. You didn't mean to let that out. And you just, you know, mm-hmm. you're this is it. Yeah. And <laughs> one then, chance. Yeah. One chance. <laughs> and then Tuesday 
he just randomly, this is completely irrelevant. Like, again, I'm there to work. I am a professional behind a desk helping you out. That We don't need to talk about anything except for, like, the balance on your account. Yeah. So, I mean, he's like, so, uh, you married or anything? <gasps> and I was like, I'm sorry. And he was like, are you married? I don't see a ring. And I was like, I'm not actually, no. And then I just kept, you know, going about my business. My manager's, you know, hanging out there. And I'm like, but so he says that to me. He's like, oh, well, you got any kids? And I was like, yeah, I have 12. I was like, I have 900. (laughs) Would you like to help babysit them? For free. For free. Take them all. I was like, no. And he was like, well, do you like want to have kids? And I was like, that's none of your business. None of your business. And I was like, ha, ha. And I just like didn't answer him. But it was just like those kinds of questions. And that's not the first time that's happened to me. Mm -hmm. You know, and like he was just like laughing. He was like, ha, 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 ha. And I was like, you come in here again and you try and hit on me. I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah. I know where you live. I'm going to follow you out this building. (laughs) I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to bust you up. Because that's just so like. It's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. And I mean, I've had men that I work with, you know, like we have a maintenance guy who did the same thing. Are you married? Do you have a boyfriend? He actually asked me, where do you live? And I was like, why is this acceptable? If I walked up and did that to like a dude that I work with, they'd be like, chick's real weird. Why is this weird chick talking to me? But then if you try to do that, you're rude. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, he... and. The guy that we work with, he's done it to me. He's done it to my other female coworkers. And, like, we actually at one point, um, a girl I work with who is one of my good friends, um, she she had the same experience. And, I, and she was, like, I honestly debated just being, like, oh, yeah, um, like, Ashlyn's a really great girlfriend. <laughs> like, just saying that yeah. just so he would leave the two of us alone. Because it just wouldn't end. Yeah. I'm actually married to three women, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But then, of course, you always have to put up with them, like, fetishizing, yeah. you know, yeah. women and their sexuality. And it's just, yeah, it's unacceptable. And the fact that we still have to put up with that kind of shit. Exactly. Especially in in a prof- what's a supposed to be workplace. a professional workplace. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know I've had similar experiences with coworkers where I'm like, yeah. mm. No, you're being inappropriate right now. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things like I always think of Karen and Georgia from My Favorite Murder yeah. because I think one of the amazing things that they have shared with us is that whole fuck politeness. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because they're, I think women are conditioned to be like it's easier if you just ignore it yeah. or – or, or walk away from it, it because you don't want – yeah, because you don't want to don't want antagonize them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's like, no, I don't – I am I do not want to be treated like that. I do not deserve to be treated yeah. like that. Because um, I think of – there's this – we have this one consultant who comes in, um, not regularly, but I'd say at least once a year where I work, and he won't make his own cup of coffee. He's, like, insistent that I make his cup of coffee for him. And I'm like, fuck no. Exactly. Make your own coffee or don't drink coffee. Exactly. I was like, you know what? If I offer to make you some coffee because I'm going to get coffee, that's one thing. But if you are demanding that I make you a cup of coffee. assuming. mm -hmm, I'm going to spit in it. Yeah. 
girl, do it. I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit, and this is kind of, I think we've gotten to the point. <laughs> now Where are I've we in this conversation? <laughs> um, it's like when you first realized you were a feminist. I can tell you the exact moment. Tell Go me, tell me. It. All right. Do you guys remember that episode of Boy Meets World where they're like, they have to talk, like plan out their future? Yeah. And Topanga's like the president of the world. And she's wearing a toga. And she's wearing a toga. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, we have all the men in a cave. They're only there for breeding purposes. And I was like, yes. Topanga. <laughs> <laughs> like that moment, I was like, I am that. And that is feminism. Yeah. I so, love it. Yeah. How old were you? Do you know? Um, I feel like maybe fifth grade. So maybe around like 10, 10 or 11. Yeah. I mean, I do know that. I mean, I wouldn't count this as feminism but i do know that i bossed around a lot of boys as you a small also child. kicked a lot of boys in the balls I for fun a lot of boys in the balls for fun i thought it was funny how they felt <laughs> she was like ha ha like it wasn't it wasn't even like it was a power thing honestly yeah. but it was also really really funny um because i hung out with mostly boys yeah and when you're a girl surrounded by a bunch of boys you have exactly. to assert your dominance you gotta somehow. do something yeah, yeah. i just remember one of the boys tried to kick me and I was like that does nothing <laughs> you were like you're like Theon in that episode of Game of Thrones yes. kick it again kick it again nothing's gonna happen you cry when I do that but I'm yeah. fine watch out though because if Rachel punched you in the vine- vagina like she did me you're going down that's because she knows where to she aim got little- <laughs> she's like yeah. I know what hurts yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with female anatomy and then that was it and I was on the floor crying that was an accident <laughs> Don't believe it. Don't believe it. So, yeah, Topanga would be the moment I knew I was a feminist, but I feel like I've just always been yeah. that way. Yeah. That's what I would say is, like, I think pretty much my entire life I've been an invert, inadvertent feminist. Like, yeah. you know, you just, like, you're just living your life, not putting those restrictions on yourself. But I think the the moment I kind of was like, oh, this term like applies to me and this is a thing that i feel deeply and want to put a name to and want to like a cause that i want to support and be a part of was probably my senior year of high school Mm -hmm. and i think it was just because i just had a growing interest in it you know like and i think the thing is again like i always bring this up but like emma watson was really her both playing Hermione and her just being uh, the only female in, like, that main cast and mm-hmm. watching her grow up and everything and her talk about feminism and things like that just brought more of it to my attention. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, I wanted to read about it and I wanted to do things with it. And, and yeah, so I think I've always been a feminist because, yeah, I hung out with mostly boys and I was like, yeah. fuck you. You have to, to all. When you got to, like, the assert only your dominance. Gr- when you're the only girl in a group of boys, you have to assert your dominance somehow Plus, I, had you gotta make I had a jonathan yeah they Taylor thought you Thomas were boy anyway yeah so they were like oh wait you're a girl yeah i think i was lucky though because most of i think i had more backlash from women in my life or other girls my age mm-hmm. yeah. than i did any of the boys that i spent time with because they were all like hell yeah ashley i'm gonna do anything i can do and she can probably do it better and I support that. See, I didn't have that experience with boys. They were like, we hate you now, Allison. Oh, <laughs> so, no. so well, I was you, like, well, fuck you guys. I'm going out with girls. girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 
and when I got older was when I really started to become a part of like a really positive, supportive, like, group of women. You know, yeah. When you started hanging out with me, <sighs> when I started hanging out with Allison, <laughs> um, yeah, I started hanging out with Allison, and I was like, she's got nice boobs. <sighs> What a good friend. <laughs> That's not how it happened. I'm just kidding. I just want to talk about booze today. Well, it's interesting because yeah. like. So I don't know if there's like a specific. Yeah, I feel like, like I'm so boring. Like, like it's I hard to pinpoint. Narrow. No. Like I can narrow it down when I knew like that's what I was. That's what I was about was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Topanga. Topanga. <laughs> Topanga. Rule the world. Rule in the world. Like, I was like yes. For breeding purposes. Um, but I can't like pinpoint the exact moment where I was like. This is what feminism is, and that's what I am. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's yeah. just always been a part of me. I, yeah, yeah, I think it's always been a part of me. And then I think gradually, as I got older, it just became more and more like prominent. It went from being a thing again. I was talking about like personal experience. It went from being a thing that I had always like had and taken advantage of to like a thing that I could put a name to yeah. and actively, you know. I think American Girl helped a lot, too. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Because you had all these girls in history. And and that's what the thing. It was like, what am I trying to say? It's like everything I was super into as a kid was very female-dominated. Yeah, Mm female-dominated or female-oriented. Yes, Mm -hmm. like things I was interested in. And so that just kind of brought about what, like, the talk of feminism. Because yeah. As I grew older, then that actually became a subject. Yeah. So. yeah. You started to put a name to that. Yeah. Yeah. About you, Rachel. Yeah, well, Rach. I think I had a similar experience um, and that I feel like I probably was always a feminist <laughs> because of the environment in which we grew up. Yeah. Um, like Ashlyn described, like there wasn't really any. Um, Dude, my mom, our mom rules the roost. <laughs> Basically, like, yeah, but like she's in fucking charge. <laughs> so I was like, obviously, women are always in power. <laughs> Matriarchy, yes. Um, but even more so, like there weren't there weren't really gender roles assigned to us. Like we were no, able to dress the way we wanted, and yeah. for the most part, and explore um, explore. Different hobbies, hobbies and, and things like that that we that interested I mean, us. My and we mother were... let me shave my head and look like <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And I think we were really we were really blessed to have that kind of yeah. upbringing. But I think probably for me the moment when I guess when it became apparent to me like how important feminism was. I think I know what you're going to say. <coughs> I don't know. Was <laughs> now because like, it's made me think of something. You go, you tell your story, and then I'll tell mine. Okay, good. Um, it was probably around, like, fourth or fifth grade for me. And, like, I developed very early. Yeah. And um, by, like, fifth grade, I was wearing, like, a C cup or something um, and a bra, for those who don't know what that is. <laughs> but anyway, like, I had developed pretty early. I was the first girl in my class to get her period. Like, it was – it was tough for me and the sexualization that happened mm-hmm. um, with just the boys in my class and then I think more impactfully like the men that were supposed to be my teachers and my protectors. I think we're, that was the moment where I was like, okay, this feels weird and I don't know – like I don't know how I feel about this, like yeah. how you're mm-hmm. interacting with me. Um, and I think that's when I started to – kind of explore those feelings a little bit more and think about like what it meant to be a woman for me and what I wanted out of life 
Um, but it wasn't until much later that I finally kind of put the label on it, like that mm-hmm. I was a feminist. And I'd say I was definitely in high school. Yeah. Um, and it just progressively got more militant yeah. <laughs> as yeah. I, I went through college. But like, I would say. <laughs> this reminds me, can I put in? Yes, of fast. course. Go for it. So. In college, in one of my English classes that Rachel wasn't, it was like one of the three English classes Rachel wasn't in. We had to like <laughs> introduce ourselves and describe ourselves. And I was like, well, I like to think of myself as a vaguely militant feminist. <laughs> yes. Which class is this? It was, it was American novel. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but also like, I've never been the person who shied away from the feminist like i've always been through like you're such a feminist i'm like damn right i am mm-hmm. yeah you know, like it was never a bad word for me no yeah no i'm not shit yeah i mean i had close friends who were judging me because they and this is within the past couple of years they're getting married they're like planning their lives and stuff and like i went with my friends one time to help her pick out her engagement ring <laughs> which is funny because i'm like you know like you're picking out your own engagement ring and you're gonna like bash me for anyway <laughs> so i mean we were sitting there we're both subverting gender roles right now <laughs> yeah so you just need to stop so, but um but like we we sat down to talk with the guy and like i don't i don't know like i just said something that i figured was normal and she turned to him and she was like oh she's one of those like feminist types so you know and i was like feminist type bitch hell yeah i am <laughs> like what why are you saying that like it's a bad thing yeah yeah but um one of the things that you reminded me of, Rachel, was um, early on feeling like my body was something to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like developing things because men would make me uncomfortable. I mean, I remember being like 11 and that guy asking my sister and I to raise our shirts and he was like 50, 60 years old. In New Orleans, In right? New Orleans, Yeah. yeah. I remember being, like, 13, and this one, this is one of my, like, strongest memories of feeling like I feel gross inside, and I feel like I should be ashamed of myself because of the reaction it elicits from other people. Like, I was, like, 12 or 13, and I had on, it wasn't even a revealing top, man. My mom didn't, like, let me go out showing my nips. It was just, like, it was just, like, a halter top. And it was like a high neck halter top. Mm -hmm. So there was nothing showing. And I felt so pretty in it when my mom, you know, got it for me and put me in it. And she had done my hair. And we were going somewhere. And we had stopped in a McDonald's to go to the bathroom. And on the way out of the bathroom, these two older gentlemen whistled and, like, catcalled me. Mm -hmm. And I just felt so disgusting. And I don't think I ever wore that shirt again. Yeah. I can remember when we did – we took the trip to Germany, and I was, like, 10 or 11 years old, and I was wearing a turtleneck, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? It was – and I used to love that turtleneck. It was, mm-hmm. like, a really pretty light pink, like, rose-colored turtleneck. I remember I used to wear it turtleneck. all the time. And we were walking around a mall in Germany with our mom and one of our friends uh, who come to visit us from, from England, who came to meet us in Germany. And we were walking around the mall, and there was this guy who was following me around. Ooh. Like, even though I was clearly with my mother. Yeah. You were obviously yeah. a child. Obviously a child. This guy was following me around to the point where my mother finally turned around and was like, you need to go away. Yeah. Basically. Like, she was yeah. like, You F need off. to back off or I'm going to kill you. Yeah. 
And to the point where our friend from England, who happened to be a man, he actually stepped in too. Like, you need to back off. Yeah. yeah. Because this guy was was following us because of me. Mm-hmm. And I can just remember feeling so unsafe and mm. um, just like so dirty. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. And I, st- I personally still struggle with that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Just feeling like gross inside my own skin because Mm -hmm. you know I go somewhere and somebody says something and I mean like when I was really thin in high school my senior year just that response from men about my body took away like the the positive thing where I was like I'm taking care of myself and Mm -hmm. I'm taking care of my health Mm -hmm. and made it like I didn't want to wear like fitted clothing and I just I felt weird all the time and um yeah and again just like male teachers being weird and it's just like why do i have to put up with this again and i feel like sometimes around saying your balls look nice in your pants or like (laughs) let me tap that ass you know what i mean (laughs) exactly like if somebody did that to a dude he'd be like that is inappropriate and it just it shows like how necessary feminism Feminism is. is yeah and like how important like I feel like we just had another consciousness-raising <laughs> conversation. Yes. Like, how important it is to share our experiences and talk about them openly because people aren't going to to learn um, and start to understand what it actually means to be a feminist until we start talking about Opening our experiences. That yeah. And not shying away from it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's... I think having that conversation about like when you first became a feminist, mm-hmm. especially having it with with younger girls, yeah. I think is really important because oh. we have a younger yeah. cousin, Ashlyn and I. Yeah, you know she, where she is right now and getting ready to enter high school and trying to figure out who she is and what she likes. Um, she's really struggling because I she's, think she's she's really struggling. I think that there are a lot of people in her life who are telling her that she can't enjoy what she enjoys, which is science. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. loves she loves science. science and she's a massive she she's like me when i was growing up she's a massive tomboy she mm-hmm. loves being outside she loves playing with the dogs she loves getting dirty you know she's just like out there doing her thing and the older she gets the more some adult both male and female figures in her life are telling her you need to dress a certain way you need to be more feminine mm-hmm. i mean at one point she talked to me and she said that she really wanted to cut all her hair off and mm-hmm. she's got quite long hair and she used to wear her hair short all the time yeah but again the older she's gotten it's more she's been told that she's prettier with long hair and things like that yeah but i mean she had told me like i want to i want to cut my hair off really short and i was like girl do it yeah <laughs> i did it and it was the greatest feeling in the entire world like yeah i don't know it's just it's sad the yeah, I think yeah. that we need to discuss this kind of stuff, like you were saying, with younger girls. Mm-hmm. Start down there. Well, I can remember I got her a book about female inventors and like she scientists. Was heavy into that, and i I got it for her for Christmas like a year or two ago. Like I'll never forget when I came over, and it was probably a little bit before New Year's, and she sat me down and she was like, I want to tell you about all these inventions that women came up with. Yeah. 
And she basically took me through the entire book yeah, that I yeah, got her. Yeah. Um, and she was so excited and like oh, yeah. effervescent basically mm-hmm. because yeah. you could see that she was identifying with these women and and she was feeling empowered and invigorated and, yeah. by the progress that they had made. Um, and yeah. I, I just wish that there were more opportunities for us to have those types of conversations mm-hmm. with, with young girls specifically because – or maybe we just need to make those opportunities. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, there's always like, I've been thinking a lot about becoming a big sister. Mm-hmm. I probably never will because it's a terrifying <laughs> thought for me. <laughs> no. But, but I, I feel like that's just a really good, that's one of the things, that's a great opportunity that you can make a difference in a young girl's life mm-hmm. and be a positive influence. Yeah. No, I think that's really interesting. I think you'd be a great big sister. Oh, you God, should do it's it. So much. No, it's no, so no. Much. no, no, Ash no, 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 no. She was, she was like, like kind of like a big sister to me, and she taught me horrible things. I did. I taught her how to cuss. <laughs> she taught me how to swear. We got into a car accident together. I watched a like lusty gay French film. <laughs> oh, no. And my friends were like, or my mom was like, my friends were like, my mom was like, what the hell you been watching? Oh no. And I was like, damn it. Yeah, I feel like I'm not like a role model, but I just want to teach girls the way. But like, of the if world. you hadn't taught me all those things, where would I be today? You'd be exactly. a lot lamer. You'd be yeah, Rachel. Exactly. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing too, though. Speaking of big sisters, is like, sorry, <laughs> the, no, Rachel is as good. It's about you. Okay, um, I think not being right. lame. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say. Having a big sister who was four years older than me and who the older we got, the closer we got, was definitely helpful to me in my feminist journey because Same. I had someone older than me who had been through, like, kind of these different phases before and was able to, like, help guide me and encourage me to be a strong female and to be myself. I love you, Rachel. <laughs> I love you too, babe. my girl. But anyway, yeah, I think, like, having a big sister or just having, like, an older female role model or just, yeah, is is No, I get that. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same way about Elizabeth. Like, yeah. yeah. She was an influential person in my life. Ew. Gross. (laughs) She, like, was a positive figure. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it. Rachel, like, loved me and cherished me and, like, treated me really well. And it's so gross. (laughs) (laughs) disgusting she was like be a strong woman and i was like i'm gonna be strong right now and tell you to get out of here <laughs> you're embarrassing listen i'm gonna be a strong woman but it's not because of you no. <laughs> just like a younger sibling <laughs> ungrateful as hell yeah no but I, I definitely think yeah like having an older sister helped a lot it's interesting because i think we're just like, it's interesting because I've never had an old sister. true. No. I just turned out this way because of, I'm just perfect. great. <laughs> I had no role models. I already knew it all. I'm my own oh. role model. <laughs> you are so lucky. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, no. <coughs> but I was just going to say. Uh, they were, They're all choking. Oh, my goodness. There were um, two girls that um, w- they were in one of our programs. And they were talking about their upbringing and uh, both of them were dealing with addiction issues, basically. And um, without having that strong 
female influence, mm-hmm. it, it was really um, heartbreaking actually yeah. to hear kind of what they had gone through and what had what had led them to becoming addicts, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it just got me thinking as I was listening to their stories, like how lucky I was to have really strong women in my life uh, who were role modeling mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what it meant to be to be a multifaceted yeah. woman who was capable of going above and beyond and and doing it all and being superwoman basically like there yeah. are so many i look back and there were so many superwomen mm-hmm. in my life yeah who really illustrated that you you can you can achieve anything that you want to yeah. if you put your mind to it and, and your gender is not reflective of your abilities and your mm-hmm. you know exactly shouldn't be guys i know what we should do we should start a club like the girl scouts but mm-hmm. specifically for feminism <laughs> for like, teaching children can we call feminism. It, can like we the pony goddesses <laughs> yes ah, yes can we call it the badass babes club yes we have to call it the bad butt babes club because we're teaching children club they know they've got asses <laughs> yeah but they call them Allison, you taught me I know, and I got in trouble. I heard my mother mother say that stuff all the time. One time she said shit, and I was a child, and I just, you know, like that thing you just do where you just repeat something you've heard, and she said shit, and I went, shit. (laughs) And then I was like, shit. (laughs) I have a story like that, because I was playing with Barbies with Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. and one of my Barbies said, god damn it, and Elizabeth's like, (gasps) (laughs) I just remember she was really young, I'm like, dad says it every day when he gets home. <laughs> one time, we're getting out of One time, my parents were like, were like, where did you hear these things? And I was like, from you. And, and from you. Yeah, and they were like, no, you didn't. And I was like, my grandma had like this old counter like they use on like school buses to count mm-hmm. kids. And um, I had it and I was like, every time you swear, I'm going to hit this button. And I did it. And then I showed it to them. My mom's like, you made this up. <laughs> I was like, no, I didn't. My favorite story is still the one where you quoted My Fair Lady. Oh, hell yeah. Mom. Yeah. I was on my, I was on like a little toy tractor. My mom was in my way, kept bumping her legs, kept bumping her legs, and she was not moving, and she was like, quit. And I was like, mom, move your blooming ass. <laughs> I was like, David, David, move your blooming ass. And my mom was like, where are you in and then I came in. I was like, it's on my fair lady. <laughs> she was like, no, it's not. And then we had to prove my mother wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just want to, I just want to tell my mom's story. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. His mom, for a long time, she was like, I don't like, you can swear, but I don't like you saying fuck. Like she would say fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, you just said it. She's like, I'm just telling you what you can say. And literally she'd always go, fuck a duck. <laughs> like all the time. All the like time. mom, you just said it. Just because it rhymes with another word doesn't mean you didn't it, say just it. Just because it rhymes with something innocent. <laughs> does not mean, yeah. Oh yeah, my mom recently, I didn't start like swearing around this my mom. This is just a volley. I, well, I think it's important though because it's, it's, it's well, about that's our mom. Another thing, like my mom Women can swear. Yeah, my mom talks all the time. Like, well, that was one thing. My mom was always like, "Swearing isn't ladylike," but then she would be like, "Shut the fuck up!" to like <laughs> the dog or something, and then she'd be like, "Don't do as yeah. I do, do as do I, I say." say. <laughs> like, you don't want to be like me. And I was like, "But mom," and you know, I 
had not sweared around her like ever just out of respect for her but then i was like you know what? mom says it all the time and i'm an adult <laughs> and she was like your dad's gonna flip out and i'm and my dad's like saying fuck over there and stuff and, and i'm like oh hell you know the ass crack and like <laughs> we're, we're just having like conversations now but my mom was like i don't want to hear you say the f word it was like a similar thing but then oh my god like i've never heard her say that word more than in like the past year because i use it and so she's like fuck this fuck that fuck you fuck all those people she told me yesterday she no it was this morning she said she said she said when i die i want you to have fuck off tattooed on each of my butt cheeks (laughs) so that when i'm dead and they roll me over to clean me (laughs) say it on my ass and I was like, what? She can do it now. Yeah. I told, well, and then I told her, I was like, well, I'm going to get pucker up, baby, kiss my ass on my forearms. And she was like, ah, oh, maybe put one closer to like my crack that says, and I was like, mom, 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 mom. Oh my God. That's my mom now. She just drops the F-bomb everywhere. I think my parents realized they were like, oh, Ashlyn's an adult and she's heard that word a couple times. I guess I can use it now. Like all her life. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's entertaining though. Well, to wrap things up, to be honest, we need to move no, away listen, from listen, this. Listen. We've been talking for so long about nothing. No. <laughs> to wrap things up, I was thinking maybe we could talk about the women in our lives that that like influenced us the most and who kind of encouraged us to be feminists or encouraged us to explore our own interests and hobbies and and who have supported us. Is this ex- did you say just women? Like women in our lives? Well, women specifically, but then um, if there were any men in particular that you want to talk about too, I think for sure. Let's talk about the people who have encouraged us to be feminists, whether they know it or not. (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say my mom and my sister. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Mostly because like – and it wasn't like with my mom, it wasn't so much like be a feminist. It's just like – just assert your power, Allison. Be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Blow it up. Yeah. You know? Because I'm I'm so introverted and everything. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. like, just assert yourself and do what you want. Yeah. Um, but it's just so she, funny because your mom is so like she's quiet and so sweet. Quiet. She's the quietest. Sweetest and also human. she but like at the same time, she was like, You should wear more dresses. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You look so pretty in a dress. That's because you do look really cute you in a dress. Girl. Girl. They're so that one dress you wore that one wedding that one time. <coughs> ow, ow. The plaid one? Yeah. Should girl. we see Rachel next time? <laughs> I also really I also like the black good. one that you wear with your space, good. your space leggings. My space leggings, yeah. So, and then my sister, obviously, because mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if Elizabeth and I have ever, like, had a serious conversation about feminism, but it's always, like, men suck. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you this horrible story about a man. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say, yeah, my mom and my sister. Even oh. though mo- mom is always, like ridiculous because she's because she's kind of similar she's really i mean my mom like i said like she she asserts her her power Mm -hmm. in everything she does and i admire her for that because even when i mean she grew up with all boys and everything yeah which i think definitely made a difference Mm -hmm. and um well yeah yeah and she my mom basically always says like i had to fight to like do what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. and um apparently i'm a lot like that so um (laughs) No, I'm like crazy introverted. Like I want to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. Um, but yeah, and you know, obviously, Rachel, because you know, because she's so great. She taught me everything I know, and I was like, yeah. just don't do a Rachel, then you'll be great. 
Yeah, that too. Like Elizabeth did well, that. That's something you get to Good learn from learn. your older exactly. siblings' mistakes. I hate like, you all. I'll do the opposite of what of Elizabeth just did. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I could be a learning opportunity. Yeah. I think those were those were women in my life in college. Um, yeah. Two of my professors just like they were incredible and. It wasn't necessarily that we were we were reading like all feminist works or anything like that, but just the kind of women they were, mm-hmm. and they they're just they're just the kind of women they were. Just they were so good to be around, and I admired them so much. And like, I feel that yeah. like most of my teachers, mm-hmm. like throughout my entire yeah education were women Mm -hmm. like i could i had maybe like a handful of male teachers so i just the women were the authority figures right so yeah yeah. Yeah. and then a non-female i mean our dad always i was gonna say dad always encouraged us to just be whoever my mom sometimes will be like your dad's gonna flip when he hears you did this and then my dad's like sweet cool (laughs) <laughs> yeah. uh, he's super chill he's super chill about certain things he's just like whatever um, yeah. but you know he I always spent time with my dad doing you know like we're, when he was working on the car or in the yard I was always like right up my dad's ass basically I was like teach me all these things you're doing and he never was like you can't do this because you're a little girl. Yeah. That was never a thing. So my dad was always supportive. And my grandpa, which is funny because he's in his 80s. He's so old. He's so <laughs> old. And he's quite a traditional man. Or he likes to think he's a traditional man. But there are certain things. Like, again, my grandpa never said a single word like, hey, you should probably tell her to grow her hair out. Or, you know, why, why, don't, why doesn't she ever wear, like dresses and and things like that it was never that ever Mm -mm. and i remember like one time specifically i was outside and i was throwing mulch and i had the choice between i had like a choice between doing like dishes and laundry and then like throwing the mulch and my mom asked me and she was like would you rather be inside and i was like no no i would rather mulch all damn day than do the stupid dishes because i hate it (laughs) and uh my grandpa was like my mom was like oh she's so honoring and he was like no no that's, you know, that's the strong woman coming out on her. Yeah. And. Well, Grandpa is really funny because I don't think Grandpa would necessarily call himself no, a feminist. I don't think he would, but he is. Yeah. And like there have been instances where he's like, no, you let them do exactly what they want to do because that's what they want to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, and. Well, he <laughs> likes to make jokes all the time about my boyfriend. He said he's like. You know, I bet you you'd knock him for a loop if he did something bad. Like, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. And he and he always tells me he's like, I know I don't have to worry about you because, like, he's like, you take care of my light work anyways. And you know, like, and if anybody did anything to you, I have no doubt that you'd just like crush them. And I was like, thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> woo woo. Well, I love it because he was so supportive when I went through my divorce. Oh, and Grandpa yeah. was like super on board. He was like, "Well, you do what I know. <laughs> no, I know everyone. I'm here <laughs> so. no. he's, he's always You're like, thank much... God that guy's leaving. <laughs> Just like the rest of us. But, but um... <laughs> what was so surprising to me is like, given that he is fairly traditional, traditional yeah. he was like, "No, I want you to be happy. Yeah, yeah. And if this isn't making you happy, Get then you it. change it. Yeah. And that for me was really." liberating because I had such 
I was really focusing on how my family and my friends were going to react, honestly. Mm-hmm. Relieved. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, which was, like, which was like, <laughs> which is great for me. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I was... I was worried about what people were going to think and how they were going to perceive me. And um, it was really difficult for me. And when Grant, when I told Grandpa, I was like, oh, my God. Like, he's he's going to think so much less of me because this is happening. And when he was like, I'm so glad you finally came to this decision. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this has been like, waiting in the wings for a long time. And- or like when, when our great aunt in Michigan was like, God, it's about time. Yeah, she's like, like, oh, thank God. Was, like, she, wasn't she like, that's the best news I've ever heard? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you guys had yes. it's less about feminism, more about everyone just hated. <laughs> but like, it was still so empowering to have yeah. that support yeah. and and to know that people weren't going to think less of me because that happened yeah. and because I'd made that decision, which I feel like a lot of women in the 1960s and 1970s. I mean, yeah. that wasn't an option for like, them, even if. No. Everyone hated your husband. But like, well, he's your husband. Yeah, exactly. and it would still be. And it's I your mean, fault. There, yeah. There are women today who still, like, struggle with that notion. Yeah. I mean, there's a lady that Nathan has worked with and that I see regularly at the library. She's literally one of the most incredible human beings. We don't agree on anything, like, politically or anything. She's very conservative. She's very Catholic. And she has a pretty traditional view of gender roles but at the same time she's always she's always said to me like well i feel like it should be the women's choice if they want to go out and chop wood and mm-hmm. and do the man stuff that's their that's their thing but so she's this really great person and she recently went through a divorce with her husband who had been cheating on her for 10 years oh my gosh with someone who looked just like her but younger Ugh. and Dumb. she was so worried and felt so ashamed even though it was the best thing for her and the best thing for her daughter to mm-hmm. get away from there and get away from him it, it just she struggled especially because they are religious and mm-hmm. her husband was a part of the church yeah and it was like she immediately was viewed as you know it's her fault He's, you know, he's her husband. She's supposed to fix this. She must have been doing something wrong. And I think that that's not just something that exclusively happens to, like, religious or mm-hmm. conservative people. I, that That's just something that women face when they make those kinds of decisions. Yeah. It's like, well, you have to make it work. Why does she have to make it work? She wasn't yeah. the one dilly-dallying around. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's something that's still happens today unfortunately yeah but it's stupid exactly. my point of view is always just like get rid of him <laughs> get rid of him get rid of him he's not even doing anything on who cares leave him allison, <laughs> allison always has a shower curtain lying on the ground and and I'm like always wearing gloves gloves and, like, and I have a knife like, in my yeah. backpack. And like guys come over to like the house and if Allison doesn't like them, she's like, could you just um just step right there? Step right there on there. And he's like, what for? And you're like, cause um I the wind's blowing it. Just um just stand you're there. inside though. And you're like, the wind is um let's just calm that and okay, and close your eyes and bam! And Allison just kills them and rolls roll them up. And she's like, get rid of Toss it. Toss them in the river. Yeah. Half of the Ohio River is just filled with dead bodies of men. That Allison has <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! You heard it here yeah. first, guys. 
Nelson's a murderer. Implicate myself or anything, but I'm very proud. They call her the they call her the shower curtain killer. <laughs> <laughs> people left and right on them shower curtains. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is so um, a <laughs> mess. No, not at all. I think we're getting on feminism and Allison can't breathe. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just cracking up. I thought about me killing men. <laughs> <laughs> She's so happy right now. <laughs> Let's make a like, mini series. my dream. <laughs> Should make a mini series about that. Yeah. We'll get to work on it. We'll write it. Nathan will shoot it. Yeah. There we go. There we'll go. First victim. Yes. <laughs> he does the pictures or like the video and then it's like real yeah. life. Just like blood splattering the yeah. camera. Yeah, yeah. That's intense. I'll tell him to stand right there. <laughs> uh, can you stand right there and film from that angle? <laughs> yeah. What's this thing doing? There's better lighting over there. there. There's some wind. Just, just some wind. <laughs> <laughs> Can you lay down on it actually? <laughs> just less moving here put this pillow on your face yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just gonna press down just, don't, don't, don't struggle. struggle don't struggle just let it happen sleep now no pain just dreams <laughs> yeah. that's it feminism, feminism. <laughs> that's, the, that's the gist of it <laughs> I am the bad example of this <laughs> she's the man hater that's right <laughs> It's all good, girl. <laughs> yeah, but you can be out. whatever kind of woman you want to be. That's right. Exactly. Feminism, Feminism. is about being <laughs> who, who you want to be. And if I want to be a serial killer, it's fine. You fucking do I it. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to support you. <laughs> Rachel's okay. like, um, I don't know about murder. And I'm like, <laughs> you, you do, do send an email to Karen in Georgia. <laughs> and I'll be like, boy, have I got a story for you. <laughs> I can be your hometown murderer. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway. Your very own homegrown killer. Oh anyway, <laughs> this got away from us. It did. <laughs> Just a little bit. But I think it's still relevant given coming that. Back to the, coming back, back to the actual thing. It's my choice. <laughs> it's your choice. Feminism. Exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah. um, we would love to hear your guys' <laughs> stories yeah. and your experiences. Your experiences when you um, first realized you were a feminist. If you don't identify as a feminist and you want to tell us why. Yeah. I mean, we would love to start a dialogue about yeah. it. I mean, it's, I think Not it's with some- me though. Start it with Rachel. She's much more level-headed. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. babe. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, all of us, we're coming, coming to this topic from different perspectives and we have different experiences and um, there's no one right way to be a feminist. Yeah. No. You know, and I think that, this whole idea of consciousness raising, which gets brought up and she's beautiful when she's angry. I think it's something that needs to happen now because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of young women don't understand what it means to be a feminist or have a very uh, shallow yeah. understanding of what being, feminism they're being is. Given fake news. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. pucker my lips enough yes. for that. Fuck mm. no. It's just, I have a you lot of bad feelings, especially when it comes to feminism in this because of the birth control thing that happened. Uh, yeah, 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 so. yeah. I mean, there's there's so many different things that are happening in this particular political climate that are so detrimental to women yeah. and women's oh, yeah. health and women's I rights. Punch, I want to punch that man's hairy carrot. 
basically. <laughs> like there, there's so much going on and it's so important to it. talk about it and talk about why it's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we want to hear from you guys and we want to yeah. hear about about your experiences and what you think is important because we've had this pretty incredible consciousness raising session, I feel like. <laughs> yes. And yes, we yes. want you to contribute. Like we want yeah. to hear. We want Start to hear a dialogue, from you. guys. Yeah. Especially if you have a much different if you have experience. different experience, yeah. yeah, because that's the only way we're gonna learn. So. Exactly. Yeah. So please share please your stories, share. and you can share them on Twitter, <laughs> Tumblr, and Instagram at Variance Podcast. That's V A R I A N C E Podcast. Questions, comments, and suggestions can be sent to Variance Podcast at gmail dot com. And please rate, review, and subscribe. We will love you forever. Forever and, and ever, ever. ever. And, and, and. It would be very feminist song. of you to raise you. <laughs> I think, I mean, it's your choice. It's your choice, but, but I would really like it if you would. <laughs> but you would be a better person. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, and send me fan mail. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Girl power. Girl power. All right. And then next week, I will be talking about body positivity and that's miss allison yes and later this month we'll be talking halloween (laughs) so i think it's it's great that we're going to be kind of jumping off of this topic with yeah i was thinking i was like i can say a lot of things right now but i want to save it for next see you (laughs) next time later so we look forward to hearing from you soon and we'll see you next time stay in power Bye. bye